Welcome back to the Dynasty Tailgate Podcast, a part of the IDP Army Podcast Network. It is so good to be back. Um, we had to upgrade the computer, upgrade the mic. We had a lot of little little upgrades, little things to change, to, to fix, to make the stream much better. But finally, after all that is said and done, it is finally back and ready to go. And we just got through um, the day to declare for underclassmen to the NFL. So we've, we finally got a comprehensive list. There were a few surprises that didn't uh, declare, um, and we'll get to those in a second. But, you know, for the first time in a while, guys, let's tailgate. Welcome back in. This is the quarterback primer for the 2023 NFL draft. I am so happy to be here with you all today. I am glad to be back. Um, like I said, you know, we had to had to take a few weeks off trying to try to get the equipment all changed up, but we're finally back. So we're just gonna start right at the top, right with the quarterbacks. Um, a couple surprises that didn't declare. Um, Sam Hartman, I had the entire season thinking he could be. One of the best quarterbacks in this draft didn't declare. Bo Nix from Oregon. I thought we, I think we all kind of thought he was going to declare after having a great season at Oregon. Didn't declare. Cam Ward from Washington State. Um, I know he had only been there from one year after transferring there from Incarnate Wood. Um, I even put him on my Twitter list of the top 10 quarterbacks. Didn't declare. So, Kind of a couple surprises, maybe not to those fan bases and maybe not to the haters at large that maybe thought those guys weren't going to declare anyway. But here we are, and we do know the players that are going to be in the draft. So without further ado, let's just get right to it. Um, this is not everybody's number one pick, maybe not even everybody's number two pick, but this is my number one pick, and that is C.J. Stroud from Ohio State. Um, the things to like about C.J. Stroud, he's 6'3", 215. Um, obviously, you want him to bulk up a little bit, being that 220 range. Um, but his arm is amazing. Like, he's got an incredible arm, can throw an incredible deep ball. He has made players like, you know, Garrett Wilson, Jackson Smith and Jigba, Chris Olave, uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. was doing really great this year, Amika Ibuka for Ohio State, all very good players. And, you know, all catch caught balls from C.J. Stroud. We, uh, the improvement – that we've seen in C.J. Stroud's game from game to game has been incredible. And none more than the last game that they played against Georgia. He was outrageously good. They are one kick away from being in the national title. Um, it was an, an outrageous thing to watch from C.J. Stroud. We thought that C.J. Stroud wasn't a scrambler. We did not think that he ran the ball at all. We didn't think that he was ever going to learn that trait. And for those of you out there that, you know, were following C.J. Stroud and following along college football this season, we were kind of confused as to why he wasn't showing that ability because I, I think we all kind of thought he had it, but he never used it. So it was like, what's going on? What's the reasoning there, dude? And lo and behold, he showed exactly what he can do. And he was incredible in that Georgia game. And that is the player I think we might be getting at the next level. He was making NFL players like Keely Ringo just – completely having them torched by Marvin Harrison Jr. Now, Marvin Harrison Jr. is, you know, 
probably the best college football or wide receiver in the nation. So there is not, you know, there's not a lot Keely Ringo could do in that regard. But at the same time, CJ Stroud was throwing some great balls out there. So let's get to some stats real quick. So in 2021, we'll start there. That was last year. 4,400 yards, 44 touchdowns, six picks. This year, it was a slight step back, but I have reasoning for that. Uh, the stats this year, 3,600 yards through the air, 41 touchdowns, six interceptions. Um, guys, he missed. He, he lost Garrett Wilson to the draft. He lost uh, Chris Olave to the draft. And Jackson Smith and Jigba did not play you know, every game this season. He played probably two times. Um, and wasn't effective in either of those so because of injury. So he had an entirely new team to throw the ball to. Now, Marvin Harrison Jr., I think we all thought Marvin Harrison Jr. was going to be good. We did not think he was going to end up showing up to be like one of the best wide receivers in college football, and he did. And C.J. Stroud was a major part of that, so very excited to see where that team goes next year. But C.J. Stroud's number one, and I think any team that takes him, you can immediately put him in, and I think that he will be able to adapt to whatever system. Now, I understand there's a lot of people out there that don't trust Ohio State quarterbacks. I get it. Um, You've had quite a few reasons to doubt them. Troy Smith won uh, the Heisman back in 2006. Um, Wasn't anything in the NFL. Terrell Pryor after that. Uh, ends up not being anything. Uh, he ends up switching to wide receiver, actually, for the Browns. Um, then you obviously have Dwayne Haskins, RIP, but a lot of people would have considered him a bust at, in Washington. Um, I think he was going to start turning his career around and, you know, tragically lost. And then Justin Fields, which we still – I think the jury's still out. Obviously, we are in the fantasy community are very excited about his legs. He did show – quite a bit of what he could do on the ground, which we kind of saw at Ohio State, but not like that. That was not quite what we thought Justin Fields could be. So that was quite something to watch. Then that leads to C.J. Stroud now. And I don't know. He he does have a big arm. I trust him a little bit more. It was really what he showed in that Georgia game, which was the final piece to the puzzle for C.J. Stroud. And that's why I think he is the most complete has the most question answer answers question answers uh, from his game questions answered about his game going into the draft. Wow. I just made a self entire tongue twister out of that. Um, So I think he's the most complete player. I think most complete quarterback that is. And so I think by the time it's all said and done, CJ Stroud will be the top player in this draft. I don't really, you know, Ohio state quarterback curse, apparently be damned. I think he'll be fine. All right, on to number two on my list, and that is most people's number one, and that is Bryce Young from Alabama. Um, Listen, last year in 2021 when he had Jameson Williams and Mechie and Brian Robinson uh, and all them, he was nothing short of incredible. 4,800 yards last season, 47 touchdowns, seven interceptions. He was the runaway Heisman Trophy winner. Like, it wasn't even really that close. Um, that was one of the most dominant seasons I've seen from a quarterback last season. And so this year when he had to load back up, he had Jameer Gibbs, you know, he had a bunch of players that frankly weren't up to the cut of Alabama's jib and was still able to have a pretty relatively good season, 3,300 yards through the air, 32 touchdowns and five interceptions. Um, listen, and he missed two games this season as well. Listen, it just wasn't, 
the exact same thing that he did the year before. And for that reason, a lot of people were kind of questioning, is Bryce Young that guy? And I'm here to tell you, he was. The biggest issue, his size. And I know that he's listed at six foot. I, you know, have read it a hundred times. He is not 200 pounds either. He is, you know, sub 200 pounds. He is not as fast as Kyler Murray. So what I guess I'm getting at here is what does this game translate to at the next level? We've never seen because he is as short or shorter than Kyler Murray. Maybe Kyler Murray was standing on a box when he was standing next to Bryce Young. That would be hilarious if that was true, but I don't know. I saw the picture. He was shorter. Um, I would say he's probably about 5'10", 5'11". Maybe they'll stretch him out with those weird stretching techniques that make quarterbacks taller somehow. Maybe that will end up happening. I don't know. But anyway, I think that that is a problem at the next level. And while he is a scrambler, he does not, you know, he does not have the speed that I think it would take to get away from defenders as much. So I don't like, again, it's a question mark. And while I think he's going to be fine, you know, I'm saying all this just to end up saying that I think Bryce Young will be fine at the next level. Um, I'm not worried about wherever he ends up necessarily, where if he ends up with Houston, I think that'll be great. I think he does need a wide receiver, but you know, here we go. Well, Houston does need uh, plenty of things on that team to make them better. He has Damian Pierce there, but he still needs a wide receiver. Um, then there's also the Alabama curse to be completely frank with you. Um, AJ McCarron's playing in the XFL uh, after that. We had Tua, we have Mac Jones. Mac Jones, we I don't think he's a very good NFL quarterback. Tua, jury's out. I he has shown plenty to where we think he probably could be. Um, I think a lot of his success is due to Mike McDaniel's, frankly. Um, but I can't hate on the results. He is quite the winner at the next level, which is quite a bit different than he was, you know, in the first couple seasons there. So that that is something, I guess. And then Jalen Hurts, which, guys, I'm going to be completely honest with you, that was Oklahoma that did that for Jalen Hurts. It was not anything that they did in Alabama. And Alabama, he was benched behind Tua. And when he got to Oklahoma, I think we saw the maximum, you know, that Jalen Hurts can be. All he needed was a wide receiver one, which they went and got in A.J. Brown at Oklahoma. He had C.D. Lamb. It's pretty easy to see how good Jalen Hurts was when he had C.D. Lamb there. Pretty good, pretty easy to see how good Jalen Hurts is now when you give him AJ Brown. So, therefore, I think Alabama curse be damned. I think we can still probably get something out of Bryce Young here. I just think he is going to need a team around him that can that can help. I mean, when he gets to Houston, he's not going to have the O line. You know, we're not. I'm not directly comparing NFL players to college players, but like within the context of college football, the O line at Bama is going to be better than the O-line within the NFL that the Houston Texans are. Like, I think he'll be fine. He's just going to need some time to get that team back in order. I don't think he's going to be like, get there and immediately take them to the playoffs next season. Something like that. I don't think will happen. It will be amazing if he does. I just don't see it. Um, so, yeah. Along with Bryce Young, I clearly need to speed these up because I'm at 12 minutes now and I've only done two. And we've got to get through 10 here. Well, 12 
but the last two will be relatively short. Okay, so number three on my list is Anthony Richardson. And I know what you're thinking out there. If you've dove into anything Anthony Richardson, he is a very complicated figure in the draft space right now. A lot of people look at the box scores and they just go, what the hell has Anthony Richardson ever done? I don't understand why. Why is he even being mocked in the first round? I don't think he's a very good player. I'm here to tell you it's not what he's done on the paper. It's what he does on the field. Um, he has the best arm in this class. Some people will argue it's Will Levis. It's not. It's Anthony Richardson. Man has an absolute cannon attached to his body, which is exactly what they need. And uh, Anthony Richardson has the legs. He has the size. He's 6'4". He's 230 pounds. Like, he carries himself his weight pretty good. He can do a backflip on the field. Like he is an incredible athlete. And I think that's what he's going to need to be at the next level and show people that, you know, he is not just Lamar Jackson. I think he can be more than that. I think he can be a better passer than that. And it's going to take going to the right system. I'm not trying to hide behind those, the fact that, I don't think Florida is very good at developing talent. We've seen the talent that's come out of Florida these last couple of years. I'm talking Kyle Pitts. I'm talking uh, Kadarius Tony. We haven't really seen it from either one of them yet. Kadarius Tony's in a good situation with the Chiefs, but we haven't exactly seen him be good. Um, and then Kyle Pitts, we're still waiting. We we know what he is. We know what he looks like, but still haven't seen it from him. And so there, for those reasons, you know, the talent development at Florida does seem to be a little flawed. So that makes me think to be honest, that once Anthony Richardson actually gets to a place where that, you know, they can develop him into a professional, I think that he will be a lot better than he has shown in college. Now, accuracy is is not necessarily the best. It is something that he needs to work on. And I think that once you actually see him around NFL caliber talent, not that they that Florida doesn't have any at all, but the wide receiver room and tight end room, not so much not guys that we're going to be seeing very much on Sundays, at least not in a starting role. Um, and then they have Trevor Etienne, uh, Travis Etienne's brother, but he's a freshman this year. Like, you know, he, he needs some time. So, you know, I think we'll see, but I, I just have a tough time believing in what they were doing at Florida with Anthony Richardson. I think they were wasting his abilities and I think we'll actually see what he can be at the next level. So it is going to depend on where he lands. I'm not trying to hide behind that. He can't just end up on Houston, for example, and turn that team around. He's going to need to go into a team that has an established structure. And if Lamar Jackson walks from Baltimore, honestly, guys, that's exactly where he should be. He should be in Baltimore. And he is – we're not going to go down that road, but I think he's a better – long ball passer than Lamar. And I don't think he needs to be super accurate because Lamar is not super accurate, but he can run. And if you just watch any, any Anthony Richardson game, Utah game, for example, the stats on the page, absolute joke him in that game. Phenomenal. It was exactly what you want out of a player. Not always about the numbers guys. Sometimes it's about how the, the player plays. And I know that in two players from now, I'm going to eat a little bit of that medicine, but we'll see. On to number four, Hendon Hooker is the answer. I made an argument for him to be number one, um, but then he got hurt. He had an ACL injury, so I don't think that's going to. I think that's going to keep him out of the top, you know, first round. I think he'll be in the second or third, but 
I guys, I think we could see a Jalen Hurts type ascension from him by the time you know it's all said and done. I think that he could go to a team second round, just like Jalen Hurts did. And you know, within a couple of years, we might be able to see Hendon Hooker out there actually showing what he can do. Um, I think one of Hendon Hooker's strengths is that once he gets onto a team, he can make any team better. Um, Jalen Hyatt was not seen as the top wide receiver in on Tennessee even. We thought it was going to be Cedric Tillman. Ends up being Jalen Hyatt. We didn't even see Jalen Hyatt as a very high wide receiver prospect. But guess what? Hendon Hooker made him the Bolitnikoff winner, which is the top wide receiver in the country, if you didn't know that. And so that, that kind of thing right there is exactly what Hendon Hooker can do for your program. He threw 27 touchdowns this year, two interceptions. Put put in more on the ground as well. I just, if he didn't get hurt, I think the argument would really be there for him to be in the first round of the draft. I know that he's a little old. That is the one thing that's going to hold Hendon Hooker back is the fact that he has played five years of collegiate football now and will be 25 going into the draft. But 6'4", 218, he also probably needs to bulk up a little bit. But this last season, 3,100 yards, set, like I said, 27 touchdowns, two picks. Last year at Tennessee, 2,900 yards, 31 touchdowns, three picks. I mean, he's just very good at not making mistakes. He's very good at diagnosing defenses. He's a very good uh, – he has the ability – to be very good at reading defenses as well. And if you just need a game where you're like, okay, what is it with this guy? Let me, what, what are we talking about here? Go watch him play Alabama. Seriously, go watch him play Alabama. Carved them up like a turkey. It was insane to watch because Alabama is full of NFL caliber defensive players. I mean, Will Anderson's on that team. He very likely could be the number one pick this year. In, you know, Hendon Hooker was tearing him up. It was awesome to watch. Great to watch even. So I don't know. I, I just think that I, it's gone too far with his age, I think. And I, I get it, but like, I still think he's a very good player. And I think that he's not Brandon Whedon. You're not getting him in there at 28 years old where he's going to have to be good immediately. But I don't know. I, I just have – I have less concerns about him than other play, You know, other people do. On to number five, that's Will Levis. Look, I can't put him any lower than this at this point. He's going to go in the first round of the draft. He compared himself to Josh Allen, and others are comparing him to Carson Wentz. I just, I don't know. I, I just don't see it I, actually at all, honestly. Um, okay, I'll go through the stats real quick. This year, 2,400 yards, 19 touchdowns, 10 picks. He did only play 11 games, so I do want to give that a little bit of context. Last year when he played a full slate, 2,800 yards, 24 touchdowns, 13 picks. Uh, and he's not a rusher at all. I don't even want to look at those rushing numbers because they're not great. Um, he got beat out at Penn State by Sean Clifford, uh, who is not going to be an NFL quarterback in any way, shape, or form. So that should be another indication of what Will Levis is. But, all right, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not trying to be that much of a hater here. I just – there's so many things stacked against this guy being good. I just feel like this is a landmine for NFL teams. And it, if you can't see it, I mean, the thing is, is he's 6'3", 220 pounds. If you want to know the reasoning behind why he is who he is and why he is ranked as high as he is, it's because he's going to look damn good in shorts. 
everybody. He's going to he's gonna throw that ball and hit a trash can from 40 yards away in shorts. Going to look phenomenal. Um, but when he actually plays in actual games, uh, the, it's a different story. And that is what I've been saying this entire season. He looks great in shorts. He looks completely different when you put him in an actual game with actual players playing against him. I just – this feels like a mistake. Doesn't mean he's going to be a complete bust at the next level. There's plenty of play. I would have told you Daniel Jones was going to be a bust. And here we are four years later, Brian Dable takes over and makes Daniel Jones one of the best quarterbacks in the playoffs right now. Like seriously, he has been phenomenal in the first game of the playoffs and he has been decent all season. So I'm not saying it can't happen for Will Levis. I just, yeah, I don't know. And I'll see him in the senior bowl. And I really hope I get to talk to him and I'm not going to say a bad word to him to his face because I am a wuss so on to number six and number six is Dorian Thompson Robinson from UCLA um the thing I liked about Dorian Thompson Robinson the most is his ability to scramble he is a guy that we kind of you know he's going to be at the shrine bowl which I'm very excited about because I really wanted to see He's going to be. He threw three, 3,100 yards, 27 touchdowns, 10 picks, um, while also putting 12 touchdowns on the ground as well. Like he's just really good at getting to the end zone, and he's a, a gamer. Um, I, I'll say this: I think you, we're looking at third round at the highest, probably fourth round player though. And I don't think that he'll be cracking a starting time. But this is a guy that you need to, to add to your taxi squad if your league has those in dynasty. Um, Dorian Thompson Robinson definitely needs to, be, you know, belongs on that side of the, of the coin. All right. On to number six, that's Jaron Hall from BYU or on to number seven. My bad. Number six was Dorian Thompson Robinson. Number seven, Jaron Hall from BYU. Look, uh, Jaron Hall has, he does not possess any elite traits, but he does possess plenty of good ones. I think we're looking at another Desmond Ritter situation. He is 6'1". He will be at the Senior Bowl, which I'm excited to watch him work next to Will Levis. Um, but I think that Jaron Hall, while been good, needs a lot of work still, and that part is kind of unfortunate. But I'm excited to see where he ends up in the draft. I think we're talking about the fourth, fifth rounder here. All right, on to number eight. That is Malik Cunningham from Louisville. Look, all right, we're talking kind of a random situation here. He looks a lot like Lamar Jackson, but like the light version of Lamar Jackson. You know, he's not the full app. He is the app light, L-I-T-E. And that's kind of, I think, what we're looking at here with Malik Cunningham. He is way, way, way too raw right now for me to say that he's going to be you know, even good at the next level. I think we're looking at another, you know, like Dorian Thompson Robinson. I think you should put him on your taxi squad as well, because I think it's these guys that can run really well at the NFL. They seem to just end up being helpful when a quarterback goes down. And I think Malik Cunningham possesses a lot of traits um, that could make him a player like that at the next level. All right. On to number nine, trying to speed through these so I can get through them in the last six minutes. Uh, Number nine, Tanner McKee, PFF darling out there. I love seeing their mock drafts where they continually put Tanner McKee um, in them, making people believe that Tanner McKee is somebody that needs to be drafted. Look, he's got the size. That is about it. 
He's also leads the nation in third round passing rate. He is a phenomenal player when it's third down, apparently. But when it's actually playing a game that actually matters, that you actually need to win, Tanner McKee isn't your guy. And I don't know if PFS being funded by the McKee family, if he if they are, more power to him for then you know boasting him up so much. But no, there's there's nothing about you know unless you know if the McKee family wants to slide a little check to my, to, to your boy, I will boast up Tanner McKee as well as a top ten you know top. 20 prospect but i currently have a fireball bet in if he goes in the top 20 of the nfl draft i will take a fireball shot live during our draft show that we're going to do on the night of the draft because there's just no way in the world he just is not a good quarterback guys he's just not um unless the mckee family's paying and then that case uh, okay tanner mckee we can revisit the subject once that check clears all right Number 10 on the list is Mr. Max Duggan from TCU. I will not lie to you. I don't think Max Duggan is an NFL quarterback. However, I think what Garrett Riley and the TCU staff were able to do with him this year was nothing short of special. I think it is going to come out and show exactly how good Quentin Johnston was, how good Darius Davis was, how good Kendra Miller was. I think we're seeing that the talent around the quarterback was maybe better than the quarterback himself. Not that is not me trying to be a hater, but I think when TCU played Georgia, I think we kind of kind of finally saw what Max Duggan is. It's that he, you know, cannot read a defense that well and some of the throws do get away from him. Some of the decision making is lacking. Um, but you know, I was saying these same things about Desmond Ritter last year. He doesn't possess any elite qualities, but he does possess many good ones. So while I think Max Duggan is going to be, you know, going to end up sixth, seventh round, potentially in Brock Purdy territory, look, Brock Purdy turned out pretty good. He's been very well for the San Francisco 49ers this year in a backup since. I Could Max Duggan do that? Sure as hell. Definitely could. And, he, and he's more mobile than Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy's not as mobile as, you know, Duggan has been. So, you know, in those cases, maybe. But I, it's tough for me to say Max Duggan's going to be good at the next level. Um, so the last one I'll end up with is, or end out on, and it's number 11. I'm doing 11. Yes. Um, and that's Aiden O'Connell from Purdue. Uh, I don't. I haven't seen a lot of elite things from, from Aiden O'Connell. I think we're looking at an undrafted free agent here. But at the same time, I had to put him on the list because I, there's just one. The, there's always a player out there that it shocks me that that player ends up being very good at the next level, Brock Purdy being the person this year. And I just think Aiden O'Connell possesses some traits about him, like part of his game with his arm. The problem is for every good throw from Aiden O'Connell, you got like two bad ones put in its place. That is an issue, I understand. But I do think Aiden O'Connell, you know, could be something at the next level. So let's wrap this up by recounting the list. So one, C.J. Stroud from Ohio State. Two, Bryce Young from the Alabama. Number three, Anthony Richardson, Florida. Number four, Hendon Hooker, Tennessee. Number five, Will Levis, Kentucky. Number six, Doran Thompson-Robinson from UCLA. Number seven, Jaron Hall, BYU. Number eight, Malik Cunningham, Louisville. 
Number nine, Tanner McKee, Stanford. Number 10, Max Duggan, TCU. And number 11, our bonus pick, Aiden O'Connell from Purdue. Um, there is other quarterbacks out there. We will get them. We'll get to them at some point, um, uh, especially the guys that are going to be at the Senior Bowl that I don't have listed, but I just need to see them actually play on a field with other NFL-caliber players to see exactly what we're looking at there. Um, as far as I know, Will Levis will be at the Senior Bowl. Dorian Thompson-Robinson will be at the Shrine Bowl. Jaron Hall will be at the Senior Bowl. Um, and I believe Aiden O'Connell and Max – Max Duggan's going to be at the Senior Bowl, and I think O'Connell's going to the Shrine Bowl. So we will get to see a little bit of how, you know, how exciting that talent can be, you know. There's big, big players have been at the Senior Bowl. So it's definitely not something to be, you know, ashamed of going to. I mean, Josh Allen was there. Baker Mayfield was there. Like a lot of Dak Prescott, like a lot of players have been at the Senior Bowl, so it's it's not like this is a, a joke of a place. It's a good way for you know some of these guys on some of these rosters to show what they can do, and I do think that getting a chance to show yourself at the Shrine Bowl or the Senior Bowl is big for a lot of these quarterbacks. So, all I got for you this week, please tune in every week during this draft season we're going to be going through running backs wide receivers tight ends we got idp to go through uh we're going to be doing comparisons please tune in to the offensive points podcast this week we're going to do a first round mock draft in the nfl not fantasy mock draft a nfl mock draft for the actual draft itself that'll be a lot of fun me joe and josh are probably going to be disagreeing quite a bit but it'll be a fun exercise to see where we are standing you know, before we even know the full entire draft order because the games are still being played. So that'll be a lot of fun. Um, thank you all so much for tuning in. I'm so glad to be back. I'm Thank you so much for being patient with this content. I promise it's coming quicker and quicker. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be happening a lot more frequently. Um, and I appreciate you all for tuning in. So with all that being said, have a great rest of your day. Thank you for tuning in.